eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, broadcasting from my basement today. In case you're ever wondering, we should we can continue on with our where's Andy as he continues on to do. I talk about me like I'm in the third person. What am I, nuts? Um, but uh, I'm in the basement today. Daryl's back in his office, and we are ready to roll. Daryl, how are you today? It was a sunshiny day. I feel like spring's coming soon. The yes, the uh, the state flowers in full bloom. Construction barrels everywhere. Yes, it feels good. All right, I want to talk about some of the things that came out of the owners' meetings last week, and I want to start with the international division because that seems to be something that's talked about. Uh, and starting to gain steam, and once we get to that 18th game, and will there be an international division, and how is it going to work, and is it possible, and does international just mean adding like Toronto and Mexico City, or is it going to mean adding teams in Europe, and I got to believe it's going to add teams in Europe. It just gets back to logistics, travel, and then we get into the next conversation, and I don't want to boot ahead too far, but Tuesday night football and Wednesday night football really feel like they could be in the future. And I know they, there's antitrust things against um, playing on Friday and Saturday. And is that something the league is going to tackle? So first, let's start with the international division. What does that go through your mind when I say that, Daryl? Yuck. I, they're going to do it. Like they're, they're going to expand to Europe uh, because the NFL owners are going to be able to uh, cash checks in the billions of dollars. That'll be the next revenue stream for them uh, in expansion fees. So look for London to probably get two teams. Germany will probably get two teams. They'll have to do some, uh, they might have to do some realignment stateside uh, if they add, add a team or two stateside, but NFL expansion's coming. 
Um, they will eventually go to an 18th game. I, I still think they need to add a second bye week in. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, but with, you know, the Thursday night football plans now and, and wanting to flex that, like, it's going to be real interesting. I mean, the Browns themselves, Andy, they, uh, you know, they've asked the league office if they can play back-to-back West Coast games so they can stay a week out West instead of having to make that trip multiple times. And, Daryl, that's not on – undone not, i mean yeah, san francisco stays in youngstown all the time when they've come yeah. out east right so they they've got to go to denver the los angeles rams and seattle this coming season last year where they only left the eastern time zone one time right uh they're gonna rack up the frequent flyer miles uh th- this fall so um yeah they and then there's the logistics, right? How do the how do the Europe teams get to the United States and play? Um, you know the, the differences in the currency between the United States, Great Britain is, is it Great Britain or the United Kingdom? The, the it always I used to call it England, but I you don't even call right, it. You England. play games in Scotland, you can play games in yeah. England, so Ireland, yeah. so uh, Germany. Uh, so you've got exchange rate issues there, right? Uh, when well, you'll have exchange rate issues. issues no matter. I mean, Canada has exchange rate issues. So I know, but I mean, my point is, it's just the comp. There's just so many things just above and beyond travel that make this a very, very complex situation. But the NFL right now seems to have googly eyes at all the the new stadiums that are opening in Europe, right? All these state yep. of the art stadiums with you know fields on trays and and things like that. So, uh, and, uh, you know, look, it, it is a popular sport overseas. I don't know that the NFL is as popular as the NBA is overseas, but American football is pretty, pretty popular. I would say American football is more popular in Europe than soccer is in the United States. And I say that knowing no, that's fair. That's we've fair. got, we've got major league soccer here, right? I mean, the Haslam's own, the, the, the Columbus yeah. crew, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's inevitable that it's coming. My question, Andy, is just the timeline. How fast is this going to come? Are we talking a couple of years, you know, two, three years? Are we talking five to 10? Are we talking 10 to 15? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like it's all inevitable. It's just going to take time. But the, the, the travel logistics uh, and, and uh, you know, currency logistics and guys, you know, free agents, right? Mm-hmm. Would. Uh, just to throw an example out there, because he's like, would Odell Beckham Jr. be willing to sign with the London insert team name here? Right. Like, yeah, I think the bigger question there, Daryl, is if you're drafted by the London Monarchs or whatever they right. were, like they were, I mean, do you have to go to London to play? And, you know, I, I, th- there's a lot of talk about being away from your family and having to live overseas and having to do all that. But family man, you want to play in the NFL? You're going to do it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, do you have a choice? I don't think you have a choice to say no to playing internationally. If you get drafted by the London Monarchs, you're playing for the London Monarchs. Or you're going to go play in the XFL and USA, what, USA football? Is that the other spring league that's uh... USFL? And by the USFL. way, the USFL brings up a good point because my fear for the NFL is that when you start, like, regardless if the Browns want to practice in California because they're going there for two weeks, like, that doesn't seem like a big deal, Right. But what happens when you start getting into this international play and then you got to think that they'll have overseas, right? Because you've got to go through that division. So you have to go overseas for an entire month. 
Right. And so what probably will happen is you would think the NFL would want to build, I don't know, probably two, two like NFL villages where teams can go practice in Europe and live in Europe and the European teams can practice and live somewhere in the United States. You probably want to have two like Olympic type hubs where you can sit a couple teams for a month or two and then change them out and then bring in new teams and, and do that. My fear on some of those situations is what we're watching in the USFL. And so like Canton has Pittsburgh as one of their teams, right? Yeah. They're the Pittsburgh whatevers, but they play in Canton. And I think one of the things that the NFL has to be super careful about is, is that your team loses its city identity by leaving for a month or leaving for, or just, you know, like suddenly the Browns just become the Browns. Right. And they become like a video game. And I I think that one of the reasons that you have such a stronghold on the American sports uh, eyeballs is because you are attached to your city, man. You are just, you're there, you're embedded with your own city. And I think, <coughs> excuse me, when your team is <laughs> out of town for a month, you start to lose some of that identity because you're not putting money back into the city. Hotels aren't making any money. Restaurants aren't making any money. Now I know you're still spreading it out over an 18 game season. And, you know, maybe that would still work its way out, but I really think the danger of this international play is teams losing their identity with their city. And maybe yeah. that's just the way they see things. Yeah. I, I think neutral site is the way to go to make that 18th game instead of doing uh, an expansion is to do like major league baseball does. I mean, God, they, 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 you know, feel the dreams. They built a, a, a major league ballpark in the middle of the cornfield. Right. But it's just for and one that, game. I understand that. But my, but my point is that um, because the Browns are going to be going overseas on a lot more frequent basis than they have been because the NFL is ramping up their international exposure uh, as far as playing overseas what I, I forget how many games they're playing overseas now six or eight this year something like that like uh each london stadium has two games i think the german stadiums have one or two games are we so, in line for a game overseas again this year it's not, been a while since not, no, 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 not not this year uh okay. they, they, they they escaped that this year because i believe uh jacksonville is coming here that's why they escaped um yeah, the Jaguars come to Cleveland. So yeah, they're they they announced a couple of matchups already. It's just it's the 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 dates and the times for those particular games. They'll all get announced when the you know the, the schedule gets announced. But I just think that that's where it's heading. At some point, there will be a European division. Uh, they'll get a bunch of expansion fee money uh, for it. I mean, you're talking six billion dollars a team, right? I, I... Well, at least. well, I'd say five, right? So if you add, so that's 20 billion, divide that by, you know, the 30. 32 owners here in the States, plus the, let's say the league off, I, you know, I don't know what the league office's share of expansion fees would be, but I would imagine league office gets a, a, a piece of the pie too. Um, I mean, that that's, that's a sizable chunk. That's like adding a new media rights deal, right? But, keep but in mind, now you got to split it 36 ways, right? Well, but that's a one-time payment, number one. Number two, now you expand your media rights overseas because you're going to, you know, like Premier, Premier League, right, uh, over there. But that overseas pie is going to get split 36 ways instead of you know, right. 32 ways, right? So, exactly. So Or 38 ways. 
I just think the NFL needs to be very, very careful about getting too greedy. It, it's at it, and, and oversaturating. Like, there's no need Darryl, for Darryl, hang on a second. I, I want to, I, I still want to talk more about this because I, I still, you dive into playing on in, in different nights and all those things. So, we're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Andy Baskin. I'm Daryl Ryder. Listen up, people. Mobile sports betting is finally live in Ohio. BetQL wants to help prevent you from making bad bets in order to win big. Download the BetQL app today and instantly get their models, best bets, live public info, sharp data, trends, and much more right at your fingertips. Use code OH25 for 25% off your first month. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Let's pick that up where we were. So one of the things with perhaps going to 18 games and uh, having this international division is the thought of having to play on Tuesday and Wednesday nights too, which the league seems to be okay with. But then you've got also Friday and Saturday. We'll talk about that in a second. Daryl, before we get to that, though, I want you to finish the thought you had on international play before we went to break. Sorry about that. I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, it was really good. It was like earth shattering. It was earth shattering. Uh, clearly not, because the thought has escaped me. <laughs> You're talking about international teams and That's TV right. rights deals and playing on different days. Oh, oh, the greedy NFL. That's yes. what we were talking about. The yes. greedy sons of guns at 36 Park Avenue in New York City. Right? I, I just... I am concerned that the league is going to get too big and oversaturate its product. Now, we in America, we're a bunch of gluttons, right? I mean, we <laughs> there's no such thing as too much here in the United States of America. Um, uh, but that that is really my uh, chief concern. I, I hope that there is no Tuesday or Wednesday night football or Friday or Saturday. Um, I don't even know how that antitrust stuff uh, works. Well, they don't want to, they don't see, I think it's really, really bad place to go for the NFL to even try to play one game on Saturday. Cause that's the the rumors and stuff that I've been reading. College football is not in season. I don't have a problem with it. Like I don't don't have a problem when they're not in season either. Black Friday game that they're going to play. Right. I don't either. I don't don't have an issue with it because here, and and let me explain why, (laughs) especially because I'm ranting about the, the, the greedy, NFL it's it's like a one-time event type of thing it's a specialty event situation when the NFL has played on a Tuesday it was because of COVID right they had to play on Tuesday to get the games in uh it wasn't scheduled that's my point I'm against permanently scheduling games Friday night should be for the high school kids Saturday should be for college football plain and simple except for like I said when college football is done with the regular season, and we've they did this years ago, and it's been a good uh, tradition where the NFL then picks up where college football left off, and you have those, uh, you know, the Saturday double and triple headers uh, that they do. 
But I just I don't see any value right now in Tuesday and Wednesday night football. Uh, there's already an uproar over flexing Thursday night football games uh, late in the season. Even though I, if you're giving a, a, a team a 28 day runway to know that they're going to have a flex in the schedule, uh, one of the things they changed this year now you can play two Thursday night games uh, in a season independent of a special holiday game. So like the Thanksgiving games do not count against your Thursday night football uh, allotment. So a team conceivably could play three times on a Thursday if you include um, Thanksgiving. But um, I I just – Amazon Prime gave the NFL a boatload of cash, Andy. And let's be honest about it. When I was – how many – Games did Al Michaels seem completely pissed and disinterested during the broadcast uh, last year, right? Almost every. Almost every. Why? Because the matchups stunk. So mm-hmm. this is their way of giving Amazon more value with their TV package. That's what this is about. They got a boatload of money from a new media partner, and they are trying to get value out of it. And this is the way that they're going about doing it. And I think that given teams a one month heads up that you're going to be flexed into a Thursday night game late in your season is probably the best compromise to be made in that regard. Who was the owner though? That one of the owners of the owners meeting stood up and said, do we care about the fans at all? Why can't we let them know when the games are going to be, at least the day and the site? What time is one thing. You can mess with time a little bit, but still, if you're flying in from another city, you're, again, you're, you're catering to a very small portion of a stadium if you're doing that. But I, I like, I, I, at some point, I think the reality, although college football doesn't care, they, they tell them when they're playing 10 days out, but at least they know they're playing on a Saturday and they know where they're playing. So, it was John Mara that opposed it, of the New York Giants. He's the yeah, one that's that it was, yeah. we, did, okay. we not care about the fans. Yeah. So let, let me backtrack for one second, just in case you were kind of wondering why Andy was saying you can't play on Fridays and Saturdays. The Sports Broadcasting Act of 1961 is what dictates all this stuff. And it doesn't say the NFL can't play games on Fridays and Saturdays. They can't broadcast games on Fridays and Saturdays where there's high school and college football games still available. And, you know, not counting bowl games or – all-star games and stuff like that. I I just, I think it's really bad for this simple reason why the NFL should never play games on Friday night or on Saturday because of college football. Let's not forget that the base and the reason that you get players to play in the NFL is because they want to be that guy on any given Sunday that can score touchdowns. And the best way to provide that product and to get kids to continue to want to play is to let everyone be able to watch them if you're playing on Friday night during high school, it's not good. It's not good because now you're taking those high school kids out of the mix from watching your games when they're on Friday night. And it's the same thing on Saturday. If if it's one thing, if they want to play on Tuesday or Wednesday, I kind of get that. But man, when they mess with Friday or Saturday, they're messing with their future. And they've got this free ride minor league system that is in place. It works. It gets players where they want them to be. The game is starting to curtail. I mean, there's a lot of high school kids that don't play anymore. A lot of kids are drifting over to other sports. The last thing they want to do is mess with the pipeline even worse than it is. There are parents that don't want their kids to play anymore. And, you know, they need to think about their future. And their future should not be playing on Fridays and Saturdays. 
um, during that window, uh, according to the, the act of 1961, the sports broadcasting. And if they do that, then they're ultimately probably going to go the route that you see Major League Baseball go. They're going to start importing players from overseas, right? Um, like I, I saw a statistic. It's coming. That they're going to have to. I mean, I there just aren't that. I mean, we're not that far away from high schools. I mean, it's it's just one or two lawsuits. That's all it is. It's one kid getting hurt in a game. That's all it is, right? And then it's the community that's like, you know, we love football, but man, we maybe we can put the same kind of effort in soccer, or maybe we can put it in lacrosse, or let's make sure we're we're. I mean, the free pipeline there is is huge for them. And again, it, and then now it's becoming. I mean, we're just a matter of time where you you know there's already consolidated school districts out there that take in boats. Like I'll give you two: uh, Cleveland Heights. Cleveland Heights isn't just Cleveland Heights where I went to school. It's Cleveland Heights and the University Heights because University Heights doesn't have a high school. So now you've got two suburbs together. Then you get into countywide teams, and and what you're going to see in the future, though, because this has already been on the ballot for the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Plainhead, you have ambitious, but let's be clear, countywide. Countywide. Oh no, that's nationally. I mean, you can go from anywhere. You can go to these schools now, but the private schools. But they also have competitive balance to try to work things out to make it better. But I do think the future of high school football, if the numbers continue to drop the way they are, it's going to be one high school team for the city of Cleveland. I just feel it's going to be or just let me just finish this thought for a second. You take two suburbs and now all of a sudden you're going to have one team because they tried to pass a rule last year that if your school district doesn't have football, you could play in a neighboring team that touches your suburb or your city and that failed last year but that's coming i think that's going to happen somewhere down the road go ahead i'm sorry dear i see the end of the gravy train that's my thing i i i really do and that's why i i fear the oversaturation that because i we have become so litigious as a society that um i i think that when you look 20, 30 years down the road, I think that there's a very good chance to your point about that pool of young players, right? Playing football is starting to shrink. Um, I, I can see schools potentially to your point, abandoning football regardless of the profit. Cause you can just make as much money from basketball uh, and you know, you can, you can make money from some other sports. Uh, it, it's not just football. So, um, I, I, I think that the NFL needs to be very, very careful of, uh, oversaturating their product over expanding the, their product as well. Um, because, you know, major league baseball, they're, you know, behind the scenes talking about expansion. The NBA is talking about expansion, um, the the thing in the new CBA where players are going to be allowed to invest in teams, uh, I think that that's huge. So in LeBron, the NBA, yeah. So LeBron James can. I keep think that's it. very dangerous. I think I, that's I very it, I, dangerous. It's very dangerous, but it's that's going to be it's going to be a big deal. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be a very very big deal. So in WNBA teams too, it's gonna it's gonna beef up the WNBA. I think it's gonna help the WNBA. And it's going to make things really sketchy in the NBA, sketchier than they already are. <laughs> are you saying what you think? sketchy in the NBA? Yeah, that's true. Um, plenty more topics. We are going to get to them. It's always game day in Cleveland.
It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Okay, I still want to touch on this. Do you think they should play games on Tuesday and Wednesday night? No. I don't either. I, I just it, I, I don't the, the the reason I think they should is because everyone's eyeballs will be on them. I also think that if you play games on Tuesday and Wednesday night, I'm trying to talk myself into it to see if I yeah, would. No, just, yeah, is yeah, to yeah. give teams more of a break. Like instead of playing you know, three games in three weeks, maybe you play two games in three weeks. No. And your middle game is on a Wednesday. I, I no. don't know. I'm just trying to no. figure out other ways. Hey, there's nothing, there's nothing to talk yourself into. No, there's there's no need to talk yourself into anything. They should absolutely under no circumstances, uh, uh unless again it it's it's a fluke you know, in the scheduling. Yeah. There's They're in the calendar. A calendar no, fluke. There should be no regular scheduling of Tuesday and Wednesday games. Stick with what you got. You, you own Sunday. Because of oversaturation? That's what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And, and the quality of the product. Players are struggling enough getting ready for a Thursday night game coming off a Sunday night game. And now you can have up to two of those. I, I also think that you don't want to walk away from things like the NFL has a day for itself. It's Sunday. You still need to play games on Sunday, the majority of the games. On yeah, Sunday. and and it, 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 it um, you look at the television ratings, like just like every top-rated program is an NFL game, right? If, it, well, it, that's a bad argument then, Daryl, because then you're making the argument to let games sit on them sit on their own on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. I know, but you know, you you got to leave some time for the 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 regular TV networks to put their crappy programming on the air. <laughs> Because let, let's be honest no about one cares. it. No one There's no sitcoms anymore. I know. There's no all Sunday the, night all, movie all the anymore. All stuff is on the streaming services anyway. Like all the good. The really networks good are garbage things. and they know it and they become streaming services by the Like when I was a kid, you grew up, you knew what was on ABC on Wednesday nights. You knew what was on ABC. You knew that on Tuesday night, it was Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, and I don't know what other show it was. On Friday night. It, well, uh, NBC owned Thursday night. There was no yeah. question. Think about it's all like the, of those shows. Like networks traded nights. You know what I mean? Like one one night was CBS. The next night was ABC's. The next night it was NBC. And and now it's uh, just uh, it's all bad reality. Yeah, television. I mean, we were all home on Thursday nights when, like, when I was in high school because you knew you were going to watch Cosby at eight, and then you were going to watch what? Cheers uh, and Fresh Prince of Bel. Cheers, Blair. Seinfeld. Um, yeah, I mean, friends. and then ER came around after that. So now you were hooked on NBC and they were doing gigantic numbers. And then they came out with 750 law and orders and CSIs. I think they're still going though, aren't they? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think the law and order, I think law and order is still around and I think CSI is still around because they I haven't, they, they haven't, they haven't, uh, written up enough crimes <laughs> right or ways to find dead bodies <laughs> and True. and solve who done it. Well, all they have to do to go is do to go to any courthouse and they can find scripts for for the, a lifetime, right? It's like yeah. I do is look up those things. Um, draft day. I, I do want to talk about that, Daryl. I had to ask you what day the draft was this year because we just don't care. It is really weird and bizarre I to, to not care my, about the draft. I had to put it on my work calendar. <laughs> like I, I got our, uh, you know, we, we get sent out our work schedules. I actually had to put it in the work calendar. Cause you're right. I don't give a crap either. Like Thursday night, I was looking to see if maybe the guardians were playing that night at home. Cause 
I was like, well, if they're they're at home, I guess I'm working the Guardians game that night because I, I don't need to work the draft. There's nothing to work. They don't have a pick. Uh, hell, might not even have to work Friday night if they you know trade out, which they of course have the two third round picks. But um, yeah, it's just it's the it's no longer the Super Bowl, right? Um, and I I honestly think it's about time. Um, although I can understand Browns fans going through a little bit of withdrawal just. Because like, you know, the draft was so big here and such a, a, a tradition, but um, yeah, it, it, it feels weird that um, the Browns aren't going to be able to like sell their first round pick to fans, right? They actually, now they have to sell the current team and, and granted, like it's a pretty good roster to sell. They don't have to work too hard to sell uh, the roster. Uh, the, really roster has got to get out there and get it done. Uh, and start winning more football games. But um, it, it it does feel a little weird that we're going to do this three years in a row where the draft is, uh, right? I mean, that's... It just feels weird. Like, the whole thing is just like, oh, my God. I wish they had a pick in the first Last round. Last year, they didn't pick until the third round. This year, they're not going to pick until the third round. So Where's Bo Bell? Where's yeah. Bo Bell? I mean, I... I, I have tremendous respect for a lot of my colleagues that are, right, that are still doing the mock drafts. I, I you know, um, God bless you for trying to figure out who's going to be on the board and available in the third round for the Browns. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just I'm trying to find a mock draft that might actually have a Browns pick. No, yeah, I, I will tell you offline. I will send you the list of who's doing Browns mock drafts these days. There's there's a, a couple of colleagues out there who do great work. I'm not, and I want to be clear, I'm not making right. fun of anybody. I'm just, I'm having fun. Uh, I am not intelligent enough to do a mock draft. Uh, I, I don't do mock drafts even when the Browns have two or three first round picks, let alone do them when they have a couple of third rounders. So, uh, uh, is a wise man once tell me if you just want to show the world how wrong you are, do a mock draft. Yeah, but mock drafts get, get they get hits, I man. Know they get, they get the clicks. Love looking at them. Click what? What was it? You guys doing? Click, 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 click. Is that what you do on the? Who, who, am, by the way, who says that? Is that Phelps that says that, or is that Menegan? Yeah, it's him making fun of our podcast. Is what it who is. Who does click, click, click? Is that a drop? Is that recorded? We're going to peel behind the curtain of Baskin and so, Phelps. Phelps said it on air one day when Andy he was killing was me because I, the, you know, Jeff was jealous podcast. that we had a podcast. That's a really, so yeah. Story. So he kept going click, click, click. So Dan, the producer, Baskin Phelps went, but went back, pulled it. And okay. now it's a drop. Okay. Okay. So that's the, the sounds the same every single time. So I assumed it was a drop. Yeah. That, that is the, that is the origin of the click, click, click. Click, click, click. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Shameless self-promotion. Shameless click, shameless. Click, click. Now we're promoting ourselves on our own podcast, which is ridiculous because thank you, Meredith, by the way. Um well now we're if you're if you're listening, you're already in. It's, it's like, come on. You want people who aren't listening actually to you know hear what? the selfless promotion, so here, they will listen. That's the so the next time Jeff Phelps gives you the click, click, click grief, right? About promoting it's always game day in Cleveland on uh Baskin and Phelps. You say, hey, we uh, spend copious amounts of time on our podcast promoting Baskin and Phelps. Or you can listen and to And we don't go click click click. I don't know. What's crazy to me is that basketball gold isn't a national podcast. Like it's it feels very local, which I guess is good, but 
I mean, they have Mike Fratello on that show. Seriously. I know. They got the czar That's of the Jeff show, and right? Mike Fratello. Like, how do you not know? By the that... way, guess, guess who on. I saw at the Cavs game the other night? Mike Fratello. Mike Fratello. And did you say, hey, aren't you on basketball goal? No, I didn't. I, did you I, coach I, somewhere before you did that basketball goal? Because it sounds like you know a lot of a lot about basketball. You know a lot. Like I like I just don't understand. He remains. Like, I hear all these national. Po- I'm not ripping our own company, but I am a little bit. But I hear all these national podcasts that we're doing, and I'm like, that's good. But I mean, and you don't even. I'm like, I love Jeff, but it's Fratello. Are you kidding? Like, why is there no? It doesn't feel like there's any pub or hype. Behind basketball, you have freaking Mike Fratello doing a podcast. Are you kidding me? How did they not call it? Uh, and let, or is is Czar um, the Telestrator? Is that uh, copyrighted by NBC? Oh, I don't know. Czar the podcast, right? Yeah, Czar the game, basketball Czar. That's gold, Jerry Gold. Like Phelps, I'm sure was so excited to be able to steal that drop. Out of Seinfeld. That's gold, Jerry. That drops only in our show, by the way. Uh, by the Not way, I'm and I met that guy. Seinfeld. I met it. that guy when I was covering the Indians. The guy that played, uh, the guy that said it, basketball goal. I don't know if I really met him. I kind of bumped by him. I was like, hey, and he was like, hey. He probably he meant you is what you meant to say. I was in the same restaurant as him. How's that sound? Is that me? Is that my? I was. Hey, this is funny. I'm just going to tell you the story just because I, I want to. Um, I was once in an elevator in San Diego with the Montana women's basketball team. And they were all probably six, six, four and taller. So I was probably in this elevator with five girls. That wasn't the whole team. And they were getting set to play San Diego state in the NCAAs round two. As a matter of fact, it was a great, great, great little tournament. Jamie Foxx was playing at a big theater across the street from the hotel. (laughs) The door opens in the elevator and it's a big glass elevator. It was really cool. The door opens, right? And who walks in? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Wow. And I was like, wow, Jamie's really not that tall. And he looks at me. You'd be and he looks at all the girls. He goes, man, there's some tall trees in this elevator. And then he goes, he says, he looks at me and he was like, what's up, coach? You're going to win? <laughs> and I'm like, um, I'm like, first of all, big fan. I'm like, you're hysterical. I'm a big fan. Love in, live, in Living Color, I think is what I said to him or something like that. I don't know. He was on In Living Color, wasn't he? Was Jamie on In Living Color? I said something witty at the point at that point, which I think was kind of funny because everybody laughed. You kind of look like Bob Huggins. Well, I'll take it. I don't care. He's a winning coach. So anyway, he looks at me and he goes, what's up, coach? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm just a radio guy. And then he was like, wow, you guys going to win? You are tall. And I was like, uh, pretty good. Well, play San Diego State, you know, big game. And he goes, if you guys need tickets for the game, or if you need tickets for the show, let me know. And the girls were all like, uh, and we were like, yeah, unfortunately, we have a game tonight. We have a game during your concert. Yeah. Sucked. <laughs> it's my brush with fame. I talked to Jamie Foxx for one second in an elevator. And he called you coach. He called me coach. I felt pretty good about that. That's, I mean, that was a compliment. Well, I, I Better than an Emmy, I'll tell you that. I'm probably going to have to stop addressing you as Waldo on Baskin and Phelps and start calling you coach. Well, you could, you wouldn't be the only one. I am known as a coach. Oh, you know what? Coach Waldo. How about that? Uh, no, nah, you know what? When I hear Waldo, you know what I think of? Go ahead. Being like lost in a puzzle. 
No, I think a fried bologna. Huh? Waldo, Ohio. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, no. It's and down by. It, this is it, not a bad thing for me that I've not. No, heard it's of. in Marion County, um, and I'm trying to remember. It's just north of what lake? Why can't I think of the name of the lake? I'm looking it up right now. Um, it is just north of. I don't know. It's on 23. Isn't it Waldo? Waldo has fried bologna. I think they're like the big home of fried bologna. I mean, I, I have they're had famous for it. Bologna. Hang on. Now I got to look it up. This is going to drive me nuts because I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, because I'm going to I'm looking up to see if there is an actual Waldo, Ohio. Oh, there's definitely a Waldo, Ohio. It's yeah. it's far. Uh, uh, I've got it right here. Waldo, Ohio. Uh, well, yeah. there it is. Fried bologna sandwich. Waldo, Ohio. It's the world famous best fried bologna sandwiches in Ohio. And okay, good. I wasn't crazy. I knew I lived uh, in Columbus. Long. The population in the uh, the the great uh, greater Waldo town area of Waldo, three hundred and twenty-four. I'm going to give a free spot. The G and R Tavern in Waldo is known for the world's best fried bologna sandwich. There you have it. Now I know I don't like being called Waldo. I don't. Would you eat a fried bologna sandwich? I, I told you. Yeah, I've I've I. You like fried bologna? I didn't like it, but that's what they gave me to eat. What was on it? Nothing. It was just fried bologna. No, like mustard? Nothing like that? You don't put anything on it? Well, again, it's not like I got to choose. They just like, here's your sandwich. It was fried bologna. Was there cheese on it? No, it just was straight fried bologna. So was it like a buttered piece of bread and then fried bologna? Or was it like a straight bologna? it It was basically straight fried bologna on bread. Oh, it was on bread, so it was a fried bologna sandwich. I would yeah. think it would probably taste like a hot dog, right? Yeah, that's kind of what it tastes like. Hmm. Gotcha. Maybe the Browns will start selling fried bologna sandwiches. Oh, God, I hope not. not Those are yours that I try and uh, forget. Fried bologna. All right, oh, Daryl, I, I think oh, we may oh. have allotted our time. When we start talking about fried bologna, that probably means it's time for us to go, <laughs> don't you think? Although Ohio is northwest of Columbus. Of Columbus. Yeah. yeah. You, I'm pretty sure you drive through there on the way to Ann Arbor. It's right between Marion, Ohio, and Columbus, Ohio. Oh, you know where you have to go to get to Marion. You know where you have to drive to first. Delaware. Dad joke alert. You know where you have to drive through to get to Marion? Yeah. You should go to Dayton first, shouldn't you? Do I need to explain it? Uh-huh. Thank you, Meredith. I, I knew you were gonna have my back on that one. Yuck! I yuck! Mean, yuck! Yuck! I, I'm 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 always on board with the dad jokes. You know that. That's a, that was a big one, wasn't it? That All right, was, yes. That was a king of dad jokes right there. That's gonna be a wrap for Coach Waldo here on the It's Always Game Day in podcast. Uh, oh. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved what you listened to, please subscribe, rate. Also, tell Andy to stop telling dad jokes. Uh, hit us up on social media at Game Day CLE, Instagram, Twitter. At some point, we will do a mailbag. Uh, but, you know, we, we could use a few questions as well. So, hit Darryl, us up. we need to ask for them. That's all there is to it. Right, Meredith? Right, Meredith. All right. That's it. You're correct, Daryl. You've done all the sign off things that we possibly need to do. But first, we need to thank Meredith. She was excellent today, by the way. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. We appreciate you listening. And remember, it's always game day in Cleveland. We drop again on Thursday. <laughs>